Hello everyone, welcome back to the More Than Backpacking podcast. My name is Damon O'Neill and this is episode number 14. And this episode is absolutely golden. This is the first of first part of a two-part conversation with my friend Lars, who I spent the weekend with on the San Blas Islands last year, sailing from Panama to Colombia. And despite spending all weekend together on secluded islands we didn't talk about the stuff we talk about here until the last day when we were when we were on a busy bus to Cartagena Colombia Lars is a straight talking American from Utah he will tell you what's what and it's not an aggressive way it's just in a challenging way which can actually bring the best out of you and made me enjoy the conversation he's the type of guy who would appreciate if you are straight talking with him too and you'll hear in the conversation that he even challenges me and asks me some questions throughout which doesn't always happen when I'm busy doing all the talking and asking all the questions. But he is aware, and we talk a lot about being aware, educating, and educated and knowing what you are doing in life rather than going through life in the passenger seat and actually doing something in your life, not just sitting on the sofa feeling sorry for yourself. Lars was a Division One football player at Utah State and has grown into a yoga lover despite being a tank in the gym. And we had a great chat, which I think is really thought-provoking, and good for anyone who might be struggling to find something to do or something that they're passionate about, or anyone who might be feeling doubt about themselves, as Lars has some great words to get you through and keep living. Lars has since said about starting a podcast of his own, recording conversations that he has when he meets with people, and I told him to go for it, because I think he would be bloody brilliant to capture the magic of his conversations, as I'd imagine they'd be as good as this one. So let me know if you think he should take a leap of faith, and hopefully we can get him to do it. That's all for me. I hope you enjoy the episode. Yeah, every... <laughs> we're recording now. Yeah. Well, just people think that you're interviewing them, but you're just asking them questions in the states. You feel like everybody's just waiting for their turn to talk. You know what I mean? Like everybody is asking a question so that they can wait He's to respond turned. and tell them, "Oh, this is what I think." Yeah, Instead yeah, of yeah. actually listening to what that person is going through and do the second level questioning of like well why do you think that is not just doing it but what's the purpose of it or something like that and then and when you're asking those second level questions you'll get the person that stops and like looks up and then they'll give you an answer and that's the fucking good that's the money right there yeah 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 that's the money part i don't i don't i don't think people sit down and have enough conversations it's so rare how often do you get to sit with somebody like how we were just talking yeah for however long well there's distractions isn't there like yeah. Instagram like you said you're addicted to Instagram yeah. like usually when you go and have a conversation if you, even if it's in a hostel which is like the breeding ground of a conversation it's also the breeding ground to sit on Wi-Fi because you got because and then sit on Instagram because there's always Wi-Fi they have to give you Wi-Fi what's the first question you ask when you get to a hostel what's the Wi-Fi password right yeah what's the Wi-Fi it's like fuck man but, but you gotta there's a balance to it for sure what are you using the Wi-Fi for instead of, like, okay, I'm going to reconnect whatever, I have to do work, but then what am I using it for? Am I just fucking looking through Instagram? Am I just checking Facebook just to check it? Am I looking at whatever, Twitter? And it's just distractions on distractions on distractions. Same with life. Finding those distractions that you can for yourself to actually do shit. So, do, yeah, like perfect. we said, to, to do something like yeah. productive, people they find the excuse or the distraction yeah. to, and then it's like ah oh, well you look back at what you did with your time and you're having fun at the moment seeing what like The Rock was doing on Instagram or something but 
but what is that act? Is that fulfilling your needs as a human, or is it just that little dopamine kick that you get because these people have set up a platform that is supposed to get you addicted and wants to have you be on their platform consistently, constantly, because that's how they get money. And that's that's the way it works. The more people on their platform. Wait, I'm so, okay with that. So if. Uh, if we, if we continue the conversation that we yeah. were just having, because yeah. you we were saying about like the like digital world mm-hmm. using it, or you you were saying that yeah. we, we're not taught in school to use it to be productive or like to be well, well what yeah. do you remember? What were yeah. you saying? Yeah, exactly. Well, just in general to be educated about your decisions, being told what to. I fucking hate being told what to do. I hate it. I can't smoke pot. Why? Why the fuck do you think I can't smoke pot? I don't do anything wrong. I sit at home, I meditate, or I'm having fun with my friends. I go eat food. I'm not hurting anybody. I think I'm doing something positive for myself. But because you think I can't smoke pot, then it's a problem. And I'm not saying that there isn't some downfalls to smoking weed all the fucking time. But I want to be educated. What is going on in my brain when I smoke pot? What is happening with my thought process? Same with social media. I think everybody should have the choice to do whatever the fuck you want to do, but not everybody gets educated and understands why they're doing those things. It's like cigarettes and alcohol. I can go to the store and get uh, two handles by myself and drink myself to death right now. Yeah. But because I'm educated and I know what the fuck alcohol does to my body, I don't do that. Why is that any different with pot? Why is that any different with social media? And in the school system, you're taught these things and told what to think, but you're never told why and how to think, how to think for those things, how to think for yourself. You're told this is what happened in 1776 in, in America. This yeah, is the Declaration yeah, of Independence. Yeah. You're not told. So what are your thoughts on concepts of anything regarding human decision-making or why people are doing things? Sitting on a playground and understanding social sit- No, you're never taught how to think. You're told what to think. And this is what you think. This is what you do. Same thing we were talking about. This is w- what to do to be a successful person. You go to university. Yeah. You fucking get a job right out of university. You get a house. You have kids. And then you repeat that cycle. And that's the way you pay taxes. Do it. You pay taxes. And that's how you do it. And that's how you become happy. And it's just. Everybody needs to be more educated on what they're doing. And it's, nobody is became. It's like the old uh, the mentality of you need to get to school by eight o'clock for that bill, and then you sit down from eight till nine, and then you go, and then you get a two minute break, and then mm-hmm. nine till ten, and, yeah. and it's like you they gear us towards going into an office, work, sitting down, or into a factory where you work from eight till twelve, you get an hour break, and then you and then you go and work yeah. uh, one till five, and then and then you can go home do whatever you want. But I mean, yeah, instead of pushing you. entrepreneurship and learning new skills, going, I, nobody, we didn't need to have a formal education to do my job or to do a lot of jobs. You're just kind of, it puts you in that, that comfortable line of thinking where you don't have to think for yourself. You just get in line. Somebody tells you where to be. Somebody tells you what to do, and that's it. Well, you were doing software sales. Yeah, I was yeah. doing software sales, and then you didn't need to be, a, you didn't have to go to school for that. Yeah, you didn't have to. But pushing yourself to entrepreneurship or trying new business ideas, that is where people need to be pushed to. Yeah. Trying new things, challenging yourself like we were talking about. But, but what if they don't 
like it. What if they don't like it? Like, what if, 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 if it was flipped and entrepreneurship was like the norm what, and what told you should do? Mm-hmm. But, because I don't think personally everyone has the entrepreneurial spirit as such. No, as I like, agree. I agree, but I, so I don't think So what would they like, do? Would they, I mean, arguably they would just work for the for the entrepreneurs. Yeah, but then you still, you have the option to learn more about entrepreneurship. You have the chance to learn that you can do things on your own and that you don't need to rely on somebody to get that paycheck and that you can take risks. Yeah. Taking those risks and finding things out that you don't already know. The same kind of, I mean, it all kind of circles back to the same, the same foundation is that trying things for yourself and taking risks. But in our society, we don't have the opportunity to do that because you're told... Well, in the states, you go to university and then you're in university and you graduate and you have, I think the average is around thirty-five thousand dollars in debt. Yeah. You better get your ass to fucking work. There's yeah, no chances yeah. for you to take a risk. There's no <laughs> chances for you to go travel right now, because Uncle Sam has you by the balls and he's gonna tell you what you're gonna do because you don't have a choice. And that's the problem with the higher education system is that it costs so much. And I don't. I don't want to get into how you fix that because I don't fucking know. Yeah. This shit is so complicated. But yeah. what I do know is that you don't have that choice to go traveling for or that gap year that a lot of people talk about. That's non-existent in the states because you have to get to work. And even in the states, bankruptcy does not get a, your student loan does not get absolved by bankruptcy. So you could fold on your house, that gets paid for, yada, yada, yada. But that student loan debt will stick with you forever. Really? And coming out at 22 years old with something that heavy, you feel a lot of systemic pressure on yourself to perform and to get out there. And that's, that happens. I got lucky. I got lucky. I found a job, I found a job that paid decent. And then I lived with my dad and I didn't spend a lot of money and I paid it off within a year. I got lucky. That doesn't happen to everybody. Not everybody gets a job right out of college. Did, did you uh, did you work straight out of college? Yeah. But did, did you get a scholarship? My last year I did. Full scholarship? Yeah, my last year. So, I mean, that saves... That saves... Uh, that, I didn't know how I was going to pay for my last year. I and that was because no of sport? You Was yeah. it a sport scholarship? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, why only in your last year? Uh, because you because was... I was a walk-on before then. And what does that mean? So that means... So they have... You're not a, a starter, basically? Uh, not necessarily, no. So... Say they have a hundred people on a on an American football team. Yeah. They only have they have seventy five scholarships that they can give out. Right. And so the remaining people can walk onto the team and try to earn a scholarship and play. Right. right. And sometimes the walk on guys will actually play over the scholarship guys. But there's such an investment in the scholarship guys that the scholarship guy keeps getting these chances, yeah, you know, yeah. and you get, keep getting these chances, or the walk-on, so I was a walk-on for the first two years that I was there, and so, two and a half years, so I had to pay my way through school, yeah. which was through student loans, right, yeah. so I I still had that burden of, fuck, I have to work right now, there's no me going to travel, there's no me trying to take an entrepreneurial risk, yeah. there's me, I have to fucking work because I have to pay this off. Yeah. And if I don't pay it off, then it's just going to accrue a shit ton of interest, and then I'm going to be more fucked in 10 years. Yeah. Well, you know, that's in England, we get, we don't pay off our student loan until we earn like 17000 a year. Is that right? So, like, I've, I've earned more than that in jobs. So, from, from my first paycheck, it t- takes off student loan. But then when I quit that job the next, uh, like, the next month, I'd stop paying. 
it, 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 I didn't pay it anymore. So, so that, is it a crew interest? It, yeah, very small interest. Which I actually didn't know. <laughs> I actually thought it was interest-free loan, but it's, it's a. I mean, I would have taken it anyway because I couldn't yeah, afford it to go to school. But I, it's it's a, still a cheap loan, and so, and I think there's actually after like 25 years, maybe 30 years, uh, it gets wiped or something like that. The, or if you yeah, leave the country for that that many that many years, it gets wiped or something like that. But, well, what are your thoughts on the higher education system in general? Because in the states, you feel like you're forced to succeed you have to go to university you can't go to a trade school and become a plumber even though that is a very lucrative and consistent job that's going to help you what do you mean it. you can't as in it's not encouraged it's not encouraged at all yeah, okay, like you're yeah. a kind of a failure if you go to a, a community college or tra- go to trade school like you're going to be like oh that guy's not even going to college is it like that in where you're from or how does that not, work not so much because in the US from my time I spent there it's like when you say, oh, what school do you go to? And it's like, what college do you go to? Or what college is he going to? And it's very much like, oh, are you going to D1 school or Ivy League school? Or are you going to community college? And it's, it's very, people judge based on that, I think. Whereas in the UK, people will be like, he's not going to college, but he's got, he's got something else. It's like, oh, so he's still doing something. That's good. It's like college isn't the only way, yeah. But, so, for example... I think the statistics show that people who go to university earn more on average. So it's, there's still like the looking down aspects on the tradesmen, say, or on like the non-university students because university students will earn more eventually, sort of thing. But that's just all money based. Like there'll be it, like there people go to university and it doesn't make them happy just because they got a job that earns them more money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Especially, I was even yeah. saying to Ryan, like, I've got friends who've moved to Australia because they've got the trade, and because it's from England, if you've got a trade, it's, like, re- really well regarded because of, like, the education system in trades as well, not just in in universities. And uh, and therefore, they can go to, like, Australia and get a job at the drop of a hat, which is, like, that might be someone's dream. Like, so some, some people might absolutely love that, and some people might love going to... Uh, to be a uh, electrician or a plumber. Like my brother's a plumber. He moved to the US and like he's, he moved to California. And he was loving it. Like when you do, when you hear the message, he's like, I'm just walking down to, to work now on Venice Beach, and like he he, he much preferred that than going in the snow in December <laughs> up 30 stories in Canyon Town, which is a shithole in England. But yeah. uh, well, there's nothing wrong with it. I I. I think it came back to challenging yourself after high school, trying to take a next step in something. Yeah. It doesn't have to be university. You don't have to be told what to do. You don't yeah. even have to go to a trade school, but doing something and not just falling into a trap of comfortability and knowing what you know. And that's where the... Because the human evolution, you, you never know anything. And that's kind of a curse for us because yeah. we want to feel like we, we want to know everything. So if we keep pushing ourselves to know a little bit more, that's how people get, I wouldn't say happiness, but that's how they get fulfilled as a human. They, because happiness is so, what might be make you unhappy right now could make you happy in 10 years, you yeah, don't know. So it fulfills you for what it is. The continual challenge of yourself, the continual tr- thirst for knowledge is what makes it, what might fulfill me. That yeah. fulfill, fulfills me. Any. 
challenge it's that I've progress, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, anything moving forward, anything where I'm not the same person that I was yesterday yeah. in a positive way or in a negative way. I mean, positive and negative, again, it comes back to the same reason. It's, is it positive now and negative later? Yeah. Is it what? It's hard to say, but the progress, you're doing something. You're trying to figure out something, and that's... That is where people, I think, fall short in the States. What, what, what do you want to do when you go back? How long have you got left, Charles? Two and a half months. What, have you got anything planned to do when you go back? Um, I, I don't know if I told you, but I, I really want to look into doing more yoga. Yeah, so. oh yes, yeah, so you said about the, oh, so this is a great, yeah, so explain that. So you started yoga... Like, properly like a year ago you said. yeah like like I got a yoga studio pass and before that it was just like a free yoga class that you could go in right in yeah. Salt Lake and I just did it I remember the euphoria that I got from it because I love physical activity I always have I and, but then there's another aspect of I don't I don't really know how to call it but just you're you're clear-headed after something like that and yeah. your body is a, a chain that you recognize and you instead of the separation from mind and body you have the connection right there yeah and the challenge so I I started doing just a little bit here and there and then got a little bit more made more time for it and um, Eventually, it just like grabbed me by the fucking balls, and it was yeah. like, this feels right to me. And this is so many aspects of life are it's a just a microcosm of life for me in this hot fucking room for an hour and a half. I love some parts of it. I fucking hate some parts of it. I'm challenging myself. I recognize I'm getting better. I recognize where I can get better. And it all happens within there. And I'm not thinking while I'm in there. I'm just doing these things. And that's what I fell in love with. And another thing I fell in love with is that with my football roots, it's everybody's yelling at you. Yeah. You got to push one more, one more. Fuck, you got it, you got it. When yoga, it's... You go at your own pace, and yeah. if you feel like you finished a class and you sold yourself short, it's because of you. Yeah. There's nobody to blame. There's no coach yelling at you to do one more. You did as much as you fucking wanted, and if you feel like you didn't do enough, then you have to live with that until the next class and then push yourself more. Or or you get to the point where you're like, holy shit, I pushed myself way too much, and like you're, you can feel it in your body. You're like, okay, I'm starting to become more of a detriment than an actual building. So, ne- but, but still, the same thing. Next same time, thing. you can correct it, and you go, you don't go as hard next yeah. time. Yeah, and there's nobody to look at but myself, and yeah. that's what I really loved. It's a, it's a group activity that you perform individually. And I love that aspect. I love being in a fucking group of people and watching them struggle because I'm struggling. And then we yeah. can talk about it after, like, all oh, this post sucked, like, or talk about, oh, like, how did you do that? Or how, and there's just something about that just pushes me to a whole other point. And then watching people that have never done yoga before or done something, yeah. haven't done a physical activity themselves in a minute, and watching them struggle and push themselves and I don't enjoy them struggling from like a weird fucking psychopathic level but it's I just enjoy watching people push for more push for more progress yeah yeah, yeah. The, uh, so you were doing you so were right, doing a little yeah, bit right for the, for the sake of the podcast lasted an amazing yoga session <laughs> on a Caribbean that. island yeah. when we were in the San Blas Islands this past weekend and we had probably like 90% of the crowd 
of the boats all doing it and your last led it with his uh, dubstep chill out music. You like that? <laughs> a little combination there. No, I've never been in a yoga class with dubstep. <laughs> but uh, no, I, so I've done it a little bit before but not consistently, however I want to. What made you start doing it? Or how did Just you hear hearing it? of the benefits really. And like there was yoga classes at my uh, gym and I'd started it. But I was doing it more just in my living room watching YouTube really. Yeah. And I'd always feel better afterwards. And, and I was just, like, I'd like to do it in the morning before everyone was up and it was like, I was awake before everybody and stuff. So that's, but still, it still was never consistent, as consistent as I would have liked because I mean, arguably, I was training for the marathon, so I was running and doing a lot of cardio and stuff. But I'd always, like you were saying the other day about, yeah, I'd always like lifting weights and stuff, finding the time again to do other stuff. Whereas I'd rather be in my fitness and health be like, as a whole, be fitter and healthier rather than like looking like, yeah, specialising weights, looking massive or whatever, like. And, uh, or but, being a marathoner and running for fucking four yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, like in your when you played football at college, did they ever do yoga or encourage yoga? Um, so we took it, but it was very minimal, and um, it was kind of just for. Sh- it felt like it was for show. Like yeah, we do like yoga. yoga for our, yeah. yeah, but it, we did it like once. Like you were encouraged to take it as a class. Some people did it, but it's not the same. Like you're in a class and. It's a bunch of other football guys in there, and there's the masculine, masculinity yeah, issue, yeah. and then the... Because um, that that's what we were saying as well, is it, the, the general perception is that it's a feminine thing, so, which encourages ladies to do it, and then they like, shit, it's really hard, and it discourages men to do it, but when men do it, it's like, oh, it's really hard as well, so then they actually, like you, get into it and realise that it's beneficial physically, mentally, and like, there's a whole, yeah, there's a whole yeah, load of it. But there's a reason why women gravitate towards it. It's just they're better at it. Yeah. They're more flexible in their hips. They have the ability to usually hold their body weight a little bit better than guys do yeah. because most of the guys in there are not proportionate. Yeah. Their fucking upper body's a little bit too much or one is stronger than the other and it's the same as a weight room. Guys usually gravitate towards a weight room because that's what we're good at. And yeah. People like doing those things, but it's the getting past that and even saying the thing like, oh, I do yoga, it feels like a little bit pompous sometimes, yeah, yeah. you know, well, that's, or which I is meditate, you know, yeah, it's like, oh, though, yeah. yeah, but it's just something, but I, it's because it's been jaded so much by the extremes in that yoga and yeah. meditation community where they actually start becoming, like, look down their nose at you because you don't do those yeah, things yeah. or they feel like they're better than you. Very, very good point, very good point. So that's... People, that, people don't want to. People don't want to concede to them almost and be like, "Yeah, I do it now," yeah. and and I'm like one of them. When really, there's just it's almost like a spectrum. You could be more into it or not. Yeah, more into it. It's anything else in life. Yeah. I mean, the, with the the yoga, some people really enjoy it and some don't. And I, but the biggest thing is trying it and figuring out what you do and what you don't like. Maybe your hips are fucked up, or you need to do these things. But you don't. But you like lifting weights in this way. So there's just the balance the and balance. figure it out and learning about your body. Le- learning where are you tight, I think, is or where you might need to feel improvement. Doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop in the yoga class where you're like, okay, my fucking back is a little tight, my neck is tight. You. It doesn't stop there, and then like life is just boom. Yeah, just yeah. Back into it. Then you start moving those aspects into your life. You're like, well, maybe I could work on my. Um, 
my perceptions a little bit better with people that I see or my interactions with everyday life. You're like, okay, well, I can do this. And that's that's where yoga really kind of just sealed it for me is I could see everything else in life was right there in that class. And there's no there's nowhere to hide in yeah. a yoga class. It's, it's right there in your face. And you, just to see people trying those things, it's fun. When I had that group of people in front of me, I don't like teach or but just the openness of the travel community to try something different or something newer well us us this weekend you mean yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, like was that the first lesson you've ever led as such yeah yeah. it was yeah you want to do it that's what you're looking at i'm looking to do something like that yes but i have a lot more practice that i want to do yeah before I can feel like I can instruct a group of people. I can take people through basic poses and put them in a a decent position where they can uh, benefit from it, but I don't know the full spectrum of it. And it it just comes back to that I want to know more so that when I hopefully maybe become a teacher, and then I can do my own dubstep classes that make it a little bit different from what you Have you ever been to a dubstep class? Or no. that's you? Yeah. No, that's what oh, I see, that's do. good. That's why I liked it, because I thought, oh, this is different. Yeah. Because I don't even listen to that type of music, necessarily. Yeah. But I thought, oh, yeah, this is like... I, I could see... It's like, you know, you get, like, club size classes and stuff like that, where they, yeah, yeah. Where they put, like, dance music on and dance, yeah. just to change it up. Yeah. It, it could almost... You could almost attract guys to it because it all, all exactly. I mean, the girls listen to cups. Is it? I don't really no, know. No, no. Well, it's but just it something unique yeah. that I can, that I like doing. That's good. And I like so that. that. I want to put it out there, and Love I want it. other people. I'm just putting part of me out there. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It, it shows that I'm passionate about it, and I'm not just up there going, "Okay, down dog now." Yeah, yeah. And uh, so like okay, relaxed. Yeah, raise that right. No, I'm fucking in on it, and I want. I want to put a piece of me out there, and that part of me is with that music. So I wanted, I love the classic rock music. I like the dubstep. I like the, the more chill version. I like the, the 90s rock version. And the amount of freedom that I have with that, where I can put whatever music I want and put the flows into it, how I want them to be, and how I want people to be challenged in the class. I like the, the slower portions of yoga, uh, the where you kind of surrender yourself and open up, but I also like the extremes of where you're holding a warrior two pose or whatever, or something where you're like, fuck, fuck, this sucks, Yeah, yeah. and I hate, like, I'm burning right now, but then when the instructor tells you to move to that different pose and you didn't fucking fall out of it because you said, I'm not fucking giving up, that's another building block in yourself that you can put on. Yeah. And that doesn't stop with you. This is what I was thinking when I was holding that plank the other day. I yeah. was like, no, I'm not giving up on this. No, and then see when you're done, then you're like, holy fuck, I did it. Yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't, like, really feel... Like, I could have given up at any moment, too. It's like when you're holding the plank, there's nobody screaming in your face. Yeah. It's between your ears about yeah. who's telling you what's going on and who's deciding, who's making these decisions for you and it's you and that's what I really really enjoyed about that kind of stuff and when even if you do fall or if you do like not hold the plank for as long as everybody else did you did it it's still only you yeah Yeah, you did it you fucking pushed yourself and if you felt like you couldn't push anymore then you're down but then after the class you're gonna remember it yeah did I push myself as far as I could yeah did I have a little bit more in the tank or did I not 
And if you didn't, that's okay. And if you had more in the tank, now you recognize that. And when you meet that threshold of like, shit, I should stop, you're gonna think back to that moment and then you're just gonna go a little bit more. And maybe that's not till the end again, but it's a little bit further than it was before. I don't know. I, I, I just enjoy it. And I, yeah, I no, it enjoy is. sharing it with people. And I'm glad people participated and were open to the idea of it. And then I saw you the next morning do a little cat-cow motion Mate, a little bit down my dog. I have to, like, do it every morning because <laughs> my back, it loosens my back up so much. Yeah. I've, like, these past couple of months, I've been doing it a lot. Just, just like that, cat-cow, just to loosen up a little bit because, I mean, just find you got to find the time to do that. And, I, that, like, slowly I'm starting to just actually just do that. Well, that, as the travel, like, your traveler body, you're asking a lot about of your body to do things. You're yeah. asking it a lot to eat food that you don't usually eat, to sleep in places that aren't necessarily the most comfortable. You're sitting on buses all day. You're asking a lot of your body. Give a little bit more back to your body with doing yeah. these simple exercises. to, And then it'll make your experience better. So then when you're fucking sitting there on the beach you're like man my back's tight instead you're enjoying the beach because you feel yeah. good so it's give a little get a little just like anything else right now and the the backpacker backpacker lifestyle as you know is not conducive to the human body it's, it's very conducive to the human mind but to the body sitting on a bus for seven hours is not fucking good yeah. sitting not eating breakfast or not eating forever and, and eating too. food that usually wouldn't it's not good but so you gotta give back to your body a little bit, and that's what I also enjoyed. I don't, I don't know. I'm no, just I glad agree. that people wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. And I don't know, man. That's a, it's a big, big passion of mine. And you said you got into marathon work for a little bit. So I, I ran the London, I, I ran the London Marathon, yeah, last year. So, but I'm not, a mar- I'm not a marathon runner. No. Like, I got, I got a spot. So, I, so what made you want to do the London? Just for the challenge, literally, literally for the challenge, and uh, I did it pretty much for the challenge. Like I even quit soccer to make sure I just train for the marathon. Like make sure because when you when you play another sport, like your legs are just doing different things and you can't do your, the run you wanted and stuff like that. And I wanted to be like strict on my schedule and diet. And uh, yeah, why do you feel like you wanted to challenge yourself? So why do you feel like that was a necessity? or the right time to do it. You know what I mean? Does that question make sense? Yeah, I mean, that's why I do like a challenge anyway. Well, like, why, uh, I guess the so question I'm, is, I'm, why do you think, why do you think a challenge is important? I, I think to what we were saying earlier, to make progress and feel like you're doing something more, because, like, so we, we did record this part of the conversation, yeah. like, with, about the progress, but, like, pro, when you, when you, Progress equals happiness, basically. Like, I love making progress and growing, whether it's physically, mentally, like learning something new. I just hate sitting still and doing stuff. Like even on the islands in the sandblast, like, like I enjoy the conversation the most part out of everything because you're just learning and about different cultures, about doing different things, which is great because we had great people from good chat. Mm-hmm. But say like just sitting there on the beach, that's where I get bored and like almost a bit restless because I want to I want to do something I'd rather learn something like a yoga like a new yoga pose for example than just sort of sit there on the beach and of course you see as a backpacker it's just easy you get lazy don't you mm. that's like what we were saying about the, the more you do the more you do when you're a backpacker 
you, you travel all day and then you're like, oh, and you feel you feel sorry for yourself and you've been sitting down for seven hours, you just really need to sit down when you get to your, do you know what I mean? <laughs> you got to lay down like, and look yeah, at my phone. Yeah, you need to lay down and look at your phone and then you go eat something shit because you're just starving and you can't be bothered to cook or look for something. So you see the first shit thing you want, go and you start feeling sorry for yourself and then all of a sudden you get into a, that, that kills you. You wake up later the next day in a worse mood because you've, you've fed the body the wrong thing. And it's like a downward spiral. Do, do you know what I mean? Oh, like, totally. When you're traveling. Oh, it, I'd especially say, like, uh, like life too. And like, yeah, yeah. In regular kind of nine to five life, people do the same thing. If you wake up and I don't know about you, but if I have a day off and I don't do anything until 12.30, I ain't doing shit after 12.30. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then you go for breakfast and you're like, ah, oh, or brunch. Like yeah. You make yourself a lunch and all of a sudden yeah, you're like, spending two I, hours on your... nap. Yeah, you, <laughs> after making all that food, which is like an egg sandwich or something, all yeah. of a sudden you need a nap. But, I mean, that's sometimes you need a nap, though, if, you, if you're a day off, for oh, example. I, no, say, that's not what... Like, the, the point is, is that... For me, when I have a day off and I get up and I start doing, like, the first thing I do, maybe go work out or yeah. go to a yoga class or accomplish something that I needed to accomplish. I need to go to the store. I need to start laundry. Yeah. I need to figure out this for, uh, like, my plans. But then that just keeps going. And then that leads to the next thing. And that momentum carries me through. Yeah. And by, by the end of the day, I have ten things accomplished that I needed yeah. to accomplish. The productive day. Yeah. Well, what about at work then, dude? Did would you say the same? Do you feel like when you do something early doors, mm, that, it, that it kickstarts your you on? Definitely. Which may be a workout and not at work, but mm. when you get to work, you're more awake and alive to do something. Well, if you get well, if you get to my if you get to work where I used to do it, then and you first thing you do is you sit down and you open YouTube. Oh man, that day's gonna be a fucking waste. You open YouTube at work. Some people do, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, you can open YouTube at work, or the first thing you do when you get to work, you sit down and you start looking at your phone. Yeah. Versus sitting down and you accomplish something you fucking needed yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can be like, okay, well, after I do that, then I'll look at my phone. But it doesn't work that way. For some reason, you just keep getting more and more shit done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of being like, okay, well, I checked my phone. All right, now, now it's time to work. Now it's time to get going. And then you just kind of fall back into the you, other one. Have you ever heard of a... Uh... Uh, it's like a saying, but it's saying swallow the frog or mm. eat the frog. So it's saying if you've got a busy schedule, you've got things to do, but there's one thing that you know you need to do and you're putting it off. Like maybe it's like at the end of the month you need to do some mm, yeah, return. Yeah. But then you've got loads of other little things to do. So you're like, okay, look, I'll start the day, I'll do this, do this, and then I'll do that after lunch once I've had it. But then you never end up doing it because there's other things that come up in the day. So they swallow the frog is the big thing. It's like, get it done first thing. Once you swallow that big thing, once you do the big thing first thing, then what you just said is like tenfold because you've, you've just done the biggest thing on your to-do list. And now you, they, 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 you're just ticking them off like there's no tomorrow. You, it's piss easy. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's just simply, you just get more shit done. And so yeah. If there's one big thing to do, then do it first just as well. But of course, it's not easy. Like, you don't want to swallow a frog. You don't want to swallow a frog. And it's easy to forgive or feel bad for yourself. You can be like, ah, oh, man, I got all this other stuff to do. I'm busy. Yeah, like, it's so busy. I, I'll do that a little bit later. Yeah. And that, that, that portion of, that is universal too. I feel like everybody feels that fucking way. Yeah. That's, everybody, I don't know what it is, man. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just I've got that American in my head, but just I, I I have sympathy for a lot of the people that just feel like they have like they're not fulfilled with their life. And 
that just makes me and then you see their lifestyle and the reason that they live their lifestyle is because that's all they've ever known yeah, yeah they were raised to eat shit food they were raised to do this and that's not necessarily their fault yeah. i mean i could be in their exact same situation yeah. if i grew up the way they did and so that makes me pretty upset that when you have these people that aren't doing these things that in the will make them more fulfilled and they just don't know yeah. so that all comes back to the educated part that's where I want everybody to know so this is what happens when you put this shit food in your body, body you yeah. can put it in I don't care but this is what fucking happens and this is what happened to your productivity and this is what happens to your emotional state this is what happens to your physical state yeah. like ha having the awareness and having the data out there so people people are smart people I think are smart I give them the benefit of the doubt they are smart. When they receive a, a good amount of data, they know how to work with it. But just that nobody knows. And so it's the ignorance that really kills a lot of the... the that's where you see a lot of people are so sad. Yeah. In America, I mean, you'd think that the more prosperous nations would have the more happy people, right? They got everything taken care of. They should be happy. But that's not the case. Far so from the case. Why is that the case? Yeah. And it's because that these guys, they're just... They have ignorance to what is fulfilling as a human being. Yeah. You think being comfortable is the epitome of being a human, but yeah. it's not. It's not. Because we, we weren't built to be comfortable. We were built to fucking struggle and survive and work with each other and communicate and and be challenged and have shit happen and not be comfortable. I, I like comfortability. Yeah, I'm not saying that that's all doom and gloom and it's bad for you and it's horrible for society, but... That's where people need to have maybe the marathon that they can do, or the yoga class, or learning pottery, a new challenge for yourself to keep your mind worked and fulfilled. And when you're not learning new skills, that's when it goes downhill. Is when, For a lot of people that I've seen, when everybody gets super depressed and they go back to their room and that's all they stay is, it was a, it was a long train ride for them because it... They stopped doing. They stopped learning new things. Out of high school, they stopped learning. They did the same job, and yeah. did the same thing every day, and hung out with the same friends. And so, and then they got a little bit more sad. So then they closed off themselves a little bit more. And then they, it's what I've noticed is when people aren't trying new things or trying to learn, trying to gain some sort of knowledge, take a community college class on history or something yeah take something on on shop class where you can work with your hands i think working with your hands is a lost art as people yeah why uh, because that's how we were supposed to these things are tools yeah. they're not to type you know it's a it's a way to use them but to have critical thinking on building something is yeah, a yeah. very important part of who we are and working with your hands to get somewhere maybe you're rebuilding an engine fucking using these you're using your hands yeah, you are yeah. and you're using the information that you learned about and just the tangible things when you grab something and then you put it into place and then you do whatever or when you're drilling something or working with your hands in pottery or lifting weights you're using your body how it's supposed to be used and it's with challenging and everything like that and that's where I think a lot of the disconnection is with people in first world countries that are so sad or depression issues i'm not saying that some of those people don't have um chemical imbalances that were just genetic and yeah. they just drew a bad card but i say a large percentage of people it's just that they don't know and the reason they don't know is because 
just their family has never been taught these ways. Yeah. So opening up those the the shutters of knowledge and how you can try new things and it doesn't have to be fucking crazy. You don't have to go on a amazing backpacking yeah, experience. Exactly, you yeah. can do it in your backyard with gardening. Yeah. Instead of going home and sitting on the fucking couch for six hours after work. Everybody thinks it has to be something crazy. No, and they're no. like, And then they're like, oh, well, I can't afford it. I don't have the time. I can't quit my yeah, job. Right. I, 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 can't, I can't do that. Like, yeah. we, we don't do that like we said before. Yeah. But then really, like something like gardening, yeah, it's like a new something approach, something different. to stimulate the mind, do work with the hands, like you said. Well, it's like what you were talking about with your progress. When you're learning new things, you get that little kick like, yes, yeah. I did it, that dopamine release the serotonin whatever the fucking feel good chemical is <laughs> where you felt like yeah I did it yeah. like I accomplished this goal that was hard and I had to try new things to get it like I had to get a gardening book which meant I had to go to the store which meant I had to interact with these certain people and then I had to read and then apply it or anything like that it doesn't have to be fucking huge yeah. to get slowly get yourself out of these these sinkholes I mean I think everybody's battled with depression and sadness in some form or another we're humans that's yeah. what we do well you know what <clears throat> funny you say that because uh, I listened to a podcast last week mm. from someone I follow called Rob Moore and he was saying how uh, like you like you just said like people have depression or anxiety and I think Americans actually are very keen to diagnose that you have it and this and like you need medicine straight away mm. but what he was saying is what I agree what I agree with is you have spells where you are depressed but you're not de- a depressed person mm. so and you might have times where you're a bit anxious about what might happen but you're, you're you haven't anxious, got anxiety yeah, yeah. so you don't need drugs for it you just need to get through that moment you need to run and what, what he was saying ultimately is like tell people about this and you can once you tell people get it out of your head or whatever you, and you realise you're not the only one who likes that and or who is like that mm. and you realise other people went through the same so he was using business people entrepreneurs mm. as an example because it's very lonely and you think you've got the whole world to solve and you just don't have the time you don't have the resources and you're like fuck I'm depressed but you're not you're just going through a, a, a hard stage at the moment like, and then so if you have people to look up to who might have done it before and they can help you or family to help you in general you might need to go see a doctor or and they give you exercises breathing exercises for example might help but like what you said it's like one of the ways they can do it is by doing more things like the entrepreneur is a bit different these people are like stuck what you're talking about are stuck in their bedroom yeah and so what but they're still not depressed they just need to do something and but they just like lead to and they close up they close their body they like physically they close their mind and, and well that comes back to the what's the the easy way oh take this pill yeah that pill will help you out and I'm not saying that pill won't help but why can't that not be used in conjunction with meditation and, and yoga and learning new skills why why is it just alright live the, live your life the way you've been living it you have a chemical imbalance here's this pill yeah. and hopefully it fixes it why not okay here's this pill and here is a new fucking thing for you to do to try it it and it's gonna be work. hard, yeah. and it's gonna suck, and you're gonna want to go back to like sitting in the front easy of the couch. way. Yeah. yeah, you want that pill to just be like, okay, Woo. now I feel happy sitting on the couch for six hours. Yeah, oh. instead of that challenge that for just that's the way we were. That's the way we got this far is because yeah. we'd never felt satisfied, and we never. So when you feel that comfortability, you feel like okay, I don't need to worry about anything. That's when you start 
seeing a little bit of decline in the fulfillment and people becoming to this state where like, God, I just, I can't get out of bed or not even to that extreme where you're just like chronically sad, I yeah. guess. I don't know the exact terms for it, but just doing those things and it might be a pill, it might be, I just don't know why you, it's just one, this, this pill and then you're done. Like, yeah. The breathing exercises, the meditation, people, I don't think people really understand how important breath is. We yeah. don't utilize it. Everyday people, you breathe yeah, in your chest, there, isn't it? super shallow. You don't have to think about it. Yeah, but when you breathe, it's about circulation and that blood flow. And I think they can, you can feel it if you're sitting in a stressful situation and they say, what do they say? Breathe. But what does that mean? And if you do that for a minute, just concentrate on your breath, and then you look at the scenario again, it's like a fucking different person looking yeah. at it. And you have the same thing, like when you're talking about before you go to bed or you journal out your thoughts about something you feel, you get it out there and you get a different perspective on it and then it's just, it's there and it's not hanging in between your ears, bouncing around, yeah. causing more more things to bounce around and just this confusion this cycle of confusion and anxiety and not being in the moment. And that's a, a big problem is nobody, what is... What does Instagram and everything do? It takes you from where you are and puts you where that person is. One, yeah. And it's okay, and that's fun. There's sometimes it can be done, but can it be done in a healthy way? And same with like reading a book. Reading a book takes you out of your moment and it puts you here, but it's the application is just different. So it comes back to the people understanding how to use things. And I really, really feel that way that as humans, if we're given options and we know all of the outcomes, then we'll make the, the best decision yeah. or else everybody would drink their So that is part one of the conversation with Lars. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got his straight talk in this and enjoyed the show, understood what he meant by doing something and figuring out what you like, don't like and being aware of what you're actually doing. This is something that I believe is crucial for everyone from kids and adults because so many people are not aware uh the the next part of the conversation is as good as the first part which will be out next week so stay tuned for that one please if you think this will be of value to anybody who you know or don't know share please share it on your social media or just send it straight to somebody who you think might be struggling with something might need a push or might need a bit of motivation or realize to be more aware in life no matter what stage they are at thank you very much for listening i'll see you on the next episode